Hey guys, Liam Duggan here, captain of the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. We're driven by the Shelter Brewing Co. and are a part of Backchat Studios. You can support us on Patreon where you can get bonus content and episodes before everybody else. Head to patreon.com forward slash the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the Four Wheel Drive Podcast, driven by Shelter. That's the Southern River Band with Let It Ride again. The Four Wheel Drive Podcast on Instagram. Flick us a message, get to us. All our episodes over at Backchat on YouTube. Ronnie, beach to bush today, mate. And I understand that you've just got back from a little bit of one versus a bit the of other. Both, yeah, yeah. A little bit of both. So just, you know, that run I've been talking about all the time. The south, north, east, yeah, west run. Yeah. <laughs> The southeast of Western Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that run. Uh, so from Israelite Bay, well, Esperance, Israelite Bay, all the way across the Bilbany Dunes, yep. over to Baxter to Twilight Cove. Epic run. I honestly didn't think I'll be back out there so soon, but um, we went out there to do a series and yeah, there was a bit of beach and then there was a bit of bush and then a bit of beach. So Beautiful. a bit of a mix and then half the time you were near the beach, but you couldn't get there because it's a cliff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does uh, look pretty extreme. And any further, um, I suppose, or what are your thoughts now is it with the troopies? It starts to come together. How did it perform for oh, you? Mate. What was the, the um, how, was it comfortable enough for you? Mate, epic. Yeah. Honestly, um, epic is something to do with that wheelbase. So most, oh, so the actual drive. Yeah, the, okay. like, the, the, the drive, just the handling of it. You'd think it'd be top heavy and stuff. And um, I did warm myself up onto the Bill Bunyan Dunes, but yeah, I was bit of a kid in a candy store to be honest yeah full throttle up the dunes and felt comfortable it's, it's not too top heavy but the wheelbase is just something different it's it's got a very unique wheelbase so most utes have a similar one most wagons have a similar one so you kind of you find you end up double bouncing or you're doing that yeah, rocking okay. and yep. bouncing but with, with the troopy being um a shorter wheelbase than a than a normal ute and longer than a normal land cruiser it just floats yeah, it right. just it's it's amazing it's crazy yep. i wasn't expecting it and how much of that has got to do with obviously the lift that you recently put in tires all yeah. of that on a that on a, definitely made a difference yeah okay uh but it, it's amplified the difference because before it was actually quite comfortable yep um and i thought it's because the suspension was cooked you know it was absolutely stuffed but it felt comfortable and it's just amplified the fact that, okay, so it wasn't really the lift that has made it that comfortable. It's the actual wheelbase. But, of course, the lift has made it way more capable and more comfortable. Um, it rose by 200 mil because it was sagging. 
So it's high tower at the moment. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And then once you run out of fuel and water in the back, the back comes up and up <laughs> and up. So it's pretty hard to get into. Yeah. What were the other cars in the in the convoy with you? So we had a 79 series, um, uh, my mate Travis from Perf Diesel Performance. Yep. He, he was there. And then was uh, um, Sean for Mission 4x4 in another troopy. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so we had two troopies. Two troopies on on the trip, so there was plenty of banter to be had, you know, yep. between the the Ute and the you know and the troopy, you yep. know, because a lot of people look at troopy owners as being a bit weird, and um, <laughs> so we're copying a lot of that, man, Sean. Yeah. So where where do you sit at the moment, seventy nine versus your troopy? Oh, look, because of the comfort, I'm sitting on the troopy side at okay. the moment, but like, I love a swag. And just in the back of a tray. Yep. Even though it's dusty, I couldn't give a shit. It's awesome. You know, eating dust, setting up your swag, around the fire, cooking around the fire, because that's what I normally do with a 79, because, you know, I don't have a pull-out kitchen and all that. But with the Troopy, honestly, going from Perth to Sydney soon for the Sydney show, that's going to be amazing. Yep. Just pop the roof, pull the kitchen out in the morning, cook a quick brekkie, hit the road. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Quick and easy is something that we've spoken about on this this show oh, yeah. before about just yeah being accessible and and the the ease of that setup is is going to be yeah second to none isn't yeah it? so 100 percent uh you almost ran out of fuel uh yeah even with your with your sub tank as well yeah oh so you yeah okay I'm so on you, top of it mate don't worry about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what was funny um sean actually had less fuel than me uh, but his fuel lock came on later so i still had a little bit in my reserve tank but he had drained his so his fuel lock came on after mine, but turns out I had a little bit more fuel than he did. So had we had to go to distance even further, he would have ran out of fuel before me, right. which would have been like a such a surprise. But honestly, man, I rolled in on fumes. <laughs> <laughs> like where'd you roll into? For- that was Norseman. Ah, oh, right. I was too yeah. much of a tight ass at uh, Cocklebitty Roadhouse because it's two dollars. <laughs> I would imagine what it'd be up around two dollars eighty or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to that series coming out. It'll be uh, yeah, keep an eye on that. Um, everyone over at Ronnie's channel but but it's a good prelude into this beach versus bush um obviously you've got a good mixture of both just in your most recent trip yeah um you're preferring the troopy over the 79 at the moment where do you sit with beach versus bush what what do you prefer you know what i want you to answer that question first (laughs) okay i i prefer i think i prefer beach if i'm going for a night okay um and then i i feel like i would prefer the bush if i was going for a bit longer so you're going with a duration yeah why is that i think the beach is in wa um and sorry to our viewers around australia or across uh the seas but i think in wa the beach is so the bush is very accessible too but the beach is such a it's such a novelty to have the beach so accessible and you can duck in behind the dunes i'm not saying you can do that everywhere but you sort of can um, and I, I feel like the novelty of being able to drive on the beach and park your car next to water and just jump in the ocean and jump out. And I feel like that, if I'm just going for a night, that's where I want to go. Yeah. But I feel like if I'm going for a week, I feel like there's a lot more to explore inland. So you want to head to the uh, bush and, and see that and you can obviously get to a lot more spots. But that's, that's a bit the, of a weird answer. But Is that because you're seeing the beach as a destination and you're seeing the bush more as a journey? Is, it, is, that, is yeah. that your mind? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I feel like it's just the bush. There's, there's so much. Like you know, as soon as you step off the beach, you're in the bush. So the rest of Australia, apart from the coastline, everything <laughs> else is bush. So that's where you're going. Um, but I feel like yeah, that the, the beach is just 
it is like you say it's a destination i can just rock up to multiple different spots along our coastline right here and pull up the swag and jump out and i, I can be back in perth at 10 o'clock the next morning if i need to be for for whatever you've got on that day so that is true we are very lucky here but that's probably a WA bias sort of thing. Yeah, we take it for granted more. here. Yeah, because in Victoria, that's you don't have that access to the beach. Yeah, there's only Stockton so, Beach or something, right? Oh, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm not even all over that. So it's that's where in, in Victoria you can't even ask the question because it's just it's all it's all bush. So yeah, um, we are lucky over here. But I think yeah, I reckon from a night one night trip, it's it's probably the beach. Interesting. You know what? I reckon. Um, oh. You just you put something in my head that I didn't even think about. So I'm going to kind of go be boring and go over the same line, you know, going in, in that sense as well. I don't really have anything other to say apart from when you go up north, you've got longer beach runs. So you can actually travel along the beach a bit yep. more. So I think that might change your mind a little bit. But I mean, every trip is different. But in the aspect of where do I prefer camping, I would usually say the bush if there's water, yeah. water there. You know, by a river. It's a big draw card, isn't it? Yeah, water. definitely. By a lake, not by stagnant puddles, because then we get smashed with mozzies. Yeah. But, um, but look, the beach. I do love the beach. I do love a camp on a beach, but it has to be in an area where there's a. You can go to the other side and there's no wind. Yep. If you go to the south coast, for for example, there's some areas you're at the mercy. Yep. To the weather. And it can it can suck big yep. time. It can be yep. shit ass. And I've I've been in some situations where, and I'm sure you have as well, where the wind has just been a nightmare. Yeah, it can ruin your time. Yeah, yep. I remember one occasion. Uh, this is down at I think it's called Wangaran. Now it's sort of oh, near yeah. near Grey. Yeah, yep, yep. I'm with you. Yeah. Yep. So before they uh, deeper went in and and made it all campsites. And said you couldn't tow it's quite trailers. New, isn't it? The the campsite yeah. part of it. Yeah, it's quite new. It's kind of good because it's a, it's a kind of like it's not a free camp. You got to pay for it. But yeah, um, yeah. But before it was a free camp, and you weren't technically allowed to camp there. But you kind of do anyway. Yep. Um, you just leave the fishing rods out all night, or you've had a few tins. Legally, you can't move, so you're resting for the night. If you know what I mean. Yep. <laughs> but in that particular place, um, oh, it's just. We had this one windy night and it was windy already when we went to set up camp. So I don't know why we stayed, but we were adamant we are going to stay because we'd driven that far and it'd become dark by the time we got to our campsite. It was that windy that my mate who had a normal tent didn't put the outside cover on it because he couldn't. Right. None of us could hold it for him. It was just constantly blowing yeah, away. He just goes, mate, stuff it. We're just going to hop in here. So they had a toddler, uh, his missus and, and himself. Jeez. What he was happy about was... He could now use his cooker inside the tent because it was airflow, yes. right? <laughs> so he's cooking in there, but the wind is howling and there's sand going in there. And we all had sandy sausages that night because I was cooking in Lovely. my canopy, sand going like that into it. And the next morning was the funniest thing ever. Look, we did wake up with crumb sausage half face <laughs> because it was, it was hot inside the tent. But yep. on the RV5, the sand went up and landed on our pillows. So, me and the missus woke up with sand in our ears, sand in our face. My daughter woke up also with sand all over. <laughs> but my mate Adrian and his wife Jody and their kid Blake in that tent were complete A crumb buried. sausages. <laughs> and they had the morning dew go straight through. Oh. through them. It was the funniest thing ever. That is, that is a big... So, for, for a beach camping, if you're going to be there for three days and you're copping that... Oh, like mate. You're, 
you're you're ducking into the bush to get some cover of some trees or something like that. That oh, is where the bush. If you're going, yeah, if you're yeah. going to the beach, the beach for a week, and you're copping that for four of the seven days, <laughs> nah. it it makes for a, a your experience, yeah, hell of a lot harder. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So maybe the bush is starting to <laughs> to win after a story like that. Yeah. Yeah. In the, the camping bush, sense. In the camping sense, the bush does. Yeah. Uh, look, I guess you know weather, like time of year and stuff. Um, the best time to camp on the on WA coast is winter. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, you're either going to get a crazy storm or you're going to get nothing. Yep. And it's also like the best boating time. And I guess if you're a boaty person, the beach is always going to be yeah. the best, right? Yep. Yeah. If you're towing a boat, that's that's where. You yeah, go. you kind of don't want to go bush with a boat there. Yeah. Although there are some cool you which you've done before. You can take well. Um, What's a river down in the oh the, the yeah D, okay Longwood. the Donnelly Donnelly River the Don, yeah mm. yeah yeah in, in the, is yeah. that around the Deontre Castro yeah Dion- Castro uh, no I think it's outside actually might be inside there might be on the edge of it yeah not actually entirely sure which but is it's close to yeah. it yeah there's some cool water to navigate like you know to, yeah. to explore there as well yeah but, that's um, that's really cool I actually nearly locked uh, knocked um, Lecker out of his boat oh really yeah yeah. <laughs> So that would have been the worst thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm very green to boating. I had the bigger boat. He pulled up around the corner and he, he was starting to fish. I, I come around. I was a bit behind, hooking around the corner way too fast. And then I stopped. And then because I stopped, oh, the, the wave became bigger. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Knocked him out. I would have yeah. loved to have seen it, actually. Nearly. Um, so camping covered there a little bit. Forward driving, um, the actual... Forward driving itself, if you, you you know you're actually out there testing your car or you're learning or um, whatever it may be, the beach versus the bush in that sense, and, and this again we, we are quite WA biased on this episode yeah. because we're both based here, beaches, but yeah. um, South Australia as well. Yeah, they got quite a few. Yeah, yeah, but it's sort of you know, what's your take on that? I I reckon um, for a day trip forward driving, definitely the beach because there's a chance one of your mates going to get bogged. Yep, you know, so banter's flowing. Um, you got to play with the tides and stuff. I, I, I like it when you got to think about other things, and I don't know, it just makes it a bit more more exciting. Uh, allegedly, drive on the beach is not a common thing, especially on the soft beaches. So you do have to think about it. You do. I reckon it's fun. I reckon it's better than sometimes having a drive in the bush because a lot of time, if you go to the bush, it's just you know a couple of roads and tracks yeah, and stuff yeah. although if you go to a particular place where you want to really test your car out and you want to flex and you just want to throw the swag out the night and yeah. have a good yarn around the fire with a couple of shelters about you know who got stuck and who got recovered and stuff i would say to bush them but most of the time i reckon the beach is going to give you the yeah, yeah if you're chasing technical driving you know forward technical yeah. forward driving and you know your car set up for that you're probably going to the bush without question but then i think that yeah, the the options that the beach present as well is you're going to get some dunes, some hill climbs. Um, you, you're dealing with a tide, yeah. Reading the sand, all of this sort of stuff as well. Like my dad actually went, he drove on sand for the first time in 55 years. He's about 55. He's borrowed my car and went down to Esperance with my mum during the year. Yeah, and I think it was his first time driving on sand. Um, and, and you know the the Esperance beaches, which we've spoken about, are quite quite hard. But even mum said, look, dad was so focused on because because there's like there is the risk of getting bogged in soft sand or wet sand seaweed or seaweed and, and the tide or whatever it is but it was almost like dad was sort of which i do too i'm you know you sort of 
like when you're four wheel driving up a big rocky hill, you get I get the leg shakes, but on yeah. the beach there's just that little bit of like sweat on the palms because you're just not sure exactly how things are going to go. And dad yeah. dad said he had that feeling of just like. It was a little bit nerve-wracking just because of the unknown and what's up um, ahead. What's up ahead and, and it's getting narrow. Yeah, so I, in my head, before we spoke about this, I'm I'm thinking, beach is crew. Like if you want to go for a leisurely drive, go for it. But when you say that about all the, I suppose all the unknowns and then the potential of what can happen out there too, which has happened to me on Esperance beaches, it's like that's where the sweaty <laughs> palms can come into it as well. So there's there's probably pros and cons for both. But I think your technical stuff, you go into the bush. And then I feel like yeah, if you're you can, seeking it, yeah, yeah. And then I feel like you you've got everything with the beach as well. And like we say in WA, you you spoil for choice with both. If you um, Victoria, New South Wales, I'm not sure completely, yeah. but you're sort of a little bit more restricted to the bush side of it. I would say definitely. I think a lot of them go to Queensland or go to South Australia yep. to get to the beach. But even if you go to Queensland, it's very very busy yeah. on the beaches up there because I don't think they have that many beaches. But from what I know and from what I've heard a lot about, the beaches get super busy. And you can see it even on, on Instagram and social media that, you know, during school holidays, there's like a traffic jam on the beaches. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. You never get that here. Yeah. Do, I, do you ever get freaked out by the thought of like getting on the, um, on the car carrier things over to like Fraser or something like that and actually like... Um, is it in skip point to get out to the, oh, to the barge or whatever it is? Yeah. So like the amount of the amount of videos there are on yeah. people like stuffing that one up. That, that I, I would be. That page is called I got bogged at in skip point. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. But I'd you know be so what? Anxious. Um, Jono, my my main camera guy, he comes from that area, right. and he says, I don't know how all these people get bogged there because it is one of the most solid beaches around oh, here really? okay. and i'm like really it looks really soft but he's like yeah but these are people who in two-wheel drive getting bogged then they put it in four-wheel drive but with still the hard tires and yeah i think it's just because there's so many people there and not everyone knows about lowering your tires and stuff they just yep. like have a mate going let's go to the beach yeah yeah in um actually I this is a question without notice it's without notice for me as well but four-wheel driving i thought about driving here actually four-wheel drive etiquette is there a is there a book on that? There should be. Can you get can you give me three things that should be in that book? Okay, for beach driving. Uh yeah. Give us yeah. Okay. Or if there's anything overruling, but just yeah, yeah. maybe for beach driving because I feel like that's where yeah yeah a lot of it could be um could be utilised. Well yeah, let's just say etiquette. Like you can park in the middle of a track as long as you're in the middle of nowhere and you haven't seen people for days. You can cook a. You can have a barbecue on a track. It doesn't matter. You're not going to bother anyone. But anywhere where there are people around, you can't stop on a track. You shouldn't, especially on a beach, if there are wheel tracks, don't stop in them, pull off them so people can keep going. Because what happens is people need to keep momentum going. Not everyone has the same vehicle. <laughs> so if you're parking there, someone comes up, they're going to have to stop and then all of a sudden they're bogged. Um, the other one I see a lot is someone is set up at the beach. They're away from the track, but... Because the tide's gone out since they've parked up or they've been they're a bit away from the shoreline because they're worried about the tide coming in because they don't know where it comes up to. They've got kids running around backwards and forwards. People will drive between it and I just don't understand why. Yep. Just drive around it. Slow down and drive around. And that's that's the other thing that really gets me. I yeah, hate right. seeing that. And I've had it to my, had it done to myself before as well. You're like, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. There's, there's all this space behind me. Um What's the the other thing is if someone is stuck, go and offer some help. Yep. 
because often they just that's a good call yeah because if they're stuck and they look like they don't know what they're doing they don't know what they're doing they yep. need help yep i'm reminded why i thought of this because i on the way here i had to wait behind a car and i'm i'm a big one for if you're waiting for a car so, like you know you're waiting behind a parked car on the side of the road so you can let someone else through on the other side yeah and they thank you or they don't like i'm <laughs> i'm huge on that this guy thanked me and it got that's what got me thinking actually about i wonder you know the etiquette in in four driving your first one about you know when you're on a pretty soft beach the car's struggling a little bit yeah. you, just, you need your momentum and you see up ahead someone's parked like up on the um like the, they're parked right up high it's the line you're on and you're like i've got to head towards the water here to get around these people <laughs> and i'm already i'm already at five thousand revs <laughs> i'm struggling already <laughs> that is that is there's no scarier sight i wouldn't have thought um five thousand revs in your ranger nah that wouldn't <laughs> be, no. i probably was in two-wheel drive that's all red lining um, <laughs> um my three etiquette tips, Jaden's written in here, my three etiquette tips. That's why I asked. I don't have any. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the one about if you if you find someone in trouble, give them a hand because you're going to need that in return one day. So that'll that'll pay you yeah. back. Um, and normally they give you 50 bucks. Really? Even though I refuse. There was one guy once, he threw it into the back of my canopy in my old Hilux. Yeah, so right. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm stuck with yeah. $50 now. <laughs> I bought a slab of beers for those boys that helped me. So that was, um, yeah. I just felt like a hat do because they they did a yeah. solid for me. Um, what are three etiquette tips there? I'm just going to copy Ronnie, but I'm just trying to think on the fly now. I told you it was question without notice. I, I just the bloke in the Navara driving past me, giving me a thank you. I just appreciated it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 actually, your thoughts on so I'm guilty of it myself. I think we all might have been from time to time is getting onto a beach and just not lowering our tires until we actually need to and, oh. and or you know or, or yeah. tracks and stuff like that and i i don't do it and and a lot of the time i think to myself i really should should be doing that because i'm going to get pissed off at the bloke who's created the corrugations but it's actually me doing it i'm joining the yeah. helping out or whatever yeah. it might, you know corrugations whatever <clears throat> it is but um that's yeah. sort of that yeah. tends to happen a lot like i've seen a full drive club once they left the beach at Wilbinga. So they've just left the beach, right? So they're, they're less than 300 metres away from the beach. They're pumping up their tyres and they've still got to drive out. Yeah. And I was just like, you're a full drive club and yeah. what what in the actual shit are you doing? You know, why? They're not great tracks too on the... No, they're horrible, man. I can't stand that area. Yeah. Yep. It's just so... Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's not an enjoyable drive. It's cowboy country in there. It's just go, <laughs> go broke, isn't it? It's actually uh, safer to drive in there during, during um, like dark hours because you can see the lights see, yeah, yep. before they come because yep, you're meant to do point. about 40 k's there. I mean, that's a reasonable speed to do, but if you've got two people doing 40 k's around a blind corner, yep. you've just got the chance to stop. But when some idiot's flogging it at like oh. 60, 80, you're going to have both at the point to the bush. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And may we may have all been a little bit guilty of that too. I reckon I've seen people doing 40 k's in reverse around <laughs> finger before. <laughs> so, oh, right. um, uh, Jaden, I'm not going to claim this one because you have put this in, but just cleaning up after yourself is a great. Oh yeah, a, yeah. That should be rule number one in the in the it's, etiquette it's guidelines. Bit, yeah, that's more the camping though. Eh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is, but it's sort of. I just feel like that's a big one for definitely, and I think um, everyone should also, if you got extra room in your bin bag, pick up some more rubbish. Yeah, true. Yeah, because if everyone does that, it sorts out the people who don't leave this shit everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, so we probably covered this a little bit in past episodes as well, but it'd be good to touch on now is just if you're learning, we've, we sort of spoke at the, 
the beginning of our shows that um, you know we we want to sort of take it on a little bit of a journey so we're not you know we've got the novice and the expert and we everywhere in between but if you're starting out with four-wheel driving are you heading to the bush or the beach well look i would say head to a popular beach if you're in wa i know it's difficult on the east coast in that case go to the bush if you don't have a (laughs) (laughs) but look i kind of i really like to go straight into the deep end because if you learn on soft sand straight away you're like tire pressures yep that's that's gonna be burnt into their into their minds um but look it, it the flip side of it they can have a horrible time the wife stresses out the kids are stressing out or even the dude stresses out and they just don't want to go full driving again so that is that risk yep so for a newbie beginner study tire pressures then go to the beach if not go to the bush yep yeah yep what about in a convoy so if you got a if you're doing a big trip one it might be one of the tag alongs that you've done in the past or yeah um is it yeah what's the convoys there? convoys on beaches can be problematic especially if the beach gets narrow because yep. if someone in the middle gets bogged all of a sudden everyone behind the person in the middle are now stuck behind them yeah so convoys on a beach it is very very important to only enter a beach at the peak of high tide so that you know the tides are going out and then you know how far you can go if you are going into an incoming tide oh high tides in a couple of hours mate you get bogged next minute someone else gets bogged yeah those hours are going to go quick and then all of a sudden everyone's freaking out everyone's stressing and you know it's it's potential for someone to lose a vehicle yep or lose their mind yeah either (laughs) um what about it this is um a little bit off topic as well but in a convoy what is the order of like vehicles like it is your most capable up the front um yeah how do, how do you say, say there's a, a convoy four and you've got sort of two um two fairly stock vehicles and two you know quite well equipped yeah where, where are you putting them in a convoy i think it's not necessarily the most uh capable car at the front i think it's the most capable person to make the right decision okay so um, the driver yeah like the convoy leader it could be any vehicle because that person, if he if he fears that look, my car's not the best for this, they're not going to go that way, yep. or he'll call someone to go in front and, and yep. do it. If that was the case, but it's probably never the case, really. I would put um, a really capable driver in the middle, yep. and a very responsible driver at the back who is going to assist in like letting you know that hey, Tail and Charlie, or whatever you want to call your last vehicle. Generally speaking, in a big convoy, Tail and Charlie. Uh, we tail have end Charlie. Tail end Charlie. Oh, right, yeah. Um, the reason why it's tail end Charlie is because sometimes when you press the radio, you, you were saying tail, you press the radio end Charlie. So it's like, you know, it's tail end Charlie. Right. Yeah. So that person's responsibility is to say, look, we've all left the beach. We've all made a right turn. We've all made a left turn. Uh, old mate stuck. Can we get some help? That kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. Because if you yeah. don't have someone at the back who's not keeping an eye on that, that is willingly driving around. There might be a gap in a convoy. All of a sudden, sh- yep. someone's gone the wrong way. Yeah, okay. And that yep. that happens. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I bet it would. I'd probably, I'm probably not, I'm probably a little bit naive to that sort of situation a little Depends bit. Depends on well. a convoy size as well. Yeah. There's only three of you. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <clears throat> I suppose I, I'm, I'm thinking as well, like what have you got recovery-wise in front or behind? Yeah. You know, the, the less capable cars, you, if they've only got, front recovery points or you know or or a tow hitch at the back 
Um, That's where like a good convoy leader kind of sorts that out. But I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, most people go to the beach and you go like two or three people or something. But yeah. it is, it's a very good point to bring up because if the beach is really narrow and all the recovery gear is at the car in front, you kind of want that gear spread out. Yep. So, and have a, like a bit of an action plan. You don't want to enter a beach and then I go, oh shit, we didn't check the tide. Oh crap, Jimmy's bogged. Oh crap. John's got the bloody recovery gear and he's up there. He's yeah, not coming yeah. back because the beach is getting narrower. <laughs> yep, yep. It's a, bit of, it's a little chess game really, isn't it? Like, and yeah. Especially with the remote travel, I think you, you'd have to be right on top of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely with, with remote travel, like, yeah, it's more like your spare parts and just keeping calm, cool. Yeah, yep. Um, I'm going to flip it on you now. So uh, you've just got back from a trip, so you're probably, you're probably looking for a little bit of time at home. But say in a week's time... I'm going to give you two nights to head away just by yourself. Okay. Escaping by yourself. Beach to bush again. Give us the, okay, give us well, the rundown. Um, as soon as you say that, I was straight in the bush. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I was straight up at the property that I've got access to where I know no one else is going to come up there. Yep. That's where I was thinking. Perfect. A nice fire in an arid sort of landscape. Uh, no water around, funnily enough. Yep. Yeah. So that's where I would have gone. Cool. There's only two nights, you know. Yeah. What about you, Jade? Sleeping? Um, not sleep. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> not much right. going on back here for me. Uh, I, I don't know. My thought was just immediately beach. Yeah. Bit of the opposite of Ronnie. But when he said the fire, immediately thought bush. And that sounds incredible. I actually thought of your um, that little time-lapse video you did. Oh, You know that one? Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, we yeah. put it up on the 4Drive podcast, but oh, you don't have social media, no, do you? I don't. That was unreal. That made me want to go to the bush. Yeah, yeah, that that was one of my favorite time lapses because of the party lights and the trophies. Party lights, bounce off the trees, the stars, and, the fire. It was yeah, mate. Milky Way was in a, in, a, in the right spot. Well, mm. I'll have to jump Unreal. in the loop after this, boys, and check that out. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. What about you, Dago? Um, two nights. I think the bush. Yeah, I think two. Because I don't go to go on big trips. Like we spoke about at the start, like if I was going for a week, I'd still probably prefer the bush as well night i might just duck an hour and a half away from perth and do a particular spot you're thinking of uh dwelling up area oh yeah yeah that's probably my two-nighter which i've done before um yeah a lot i've got water in mind though when i think of that so yeah what river there what river is that one it's the murray through there i'm pretty sure yeah i think it is actually yeah yeah um yeah let's throw it around then go to beach and go to bush spot for a two-nighter say or so two you've got, night, you've, oh. you've land that you've got access to. I'm, I'm, yeah. If I'm going to the beach, I'm straight down Brimmer Bay. All oh, right, okay. without a shadow of that, yep. because even for two nights. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, even wow. if it's blowing like crap on one side, I just go to the other side. Okay. And great spot for the kids. Yeah, they they absolutely love that area. I'd even bring the dog as well. Um, there's no 1080 baits there, so that's all safe. Yeah, right. I can't take a dog to that property because it's 1080 baits. We actually lost a dog out there once before. Oh, okay. Yep. Jack Russell. Um, yeah, that that sucked. Yeah. yeah, that's never nice. What about you, Jaden? You got <clears> any <throat> like beach bush spots that you oh, regular? Down south is always nice. For two nights, oh, I kind of like Lucky Bay Shacks. It's up north. Oh, new horror oh, yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, love that spot up there. Yeah. That's um that's really nice because there's like a nice little um inlet bit as well where the lagoon the, sort yeah of the lagoon yeah. type thing yeah that's that's awesome. really nice and then yeah dwelling up I was gonna say for the bush 
type as well i really yeah, yeah enjoy dwelling up just because of the the water as well like you were saying Doug. Yeah. The, the water the little river across it's just unreal yes. the only thing is last time i went to dwelling up there was a bunch of like um smashed glass everywhere oh, and just oh, like no. that was like was is like, that in, like, in the on. designated sort of camp areas or more nah more towards south. like the or like your secret camps yeah area. secret kind of campsites yeah. area yeah. like you gotta go you gotta have a decent four drive to get down there yeah yeah, but that, that was Captain Fawcett track. Yeah, yeah, you know the one. <laughs> yeah, oh, very yeah. good. So, in, in your minds, then what what has more to do? What has more to do? Oh man, it. I think it depends on time of year. You know, um, look, I feel there's. Oh, it's hard to say there's more to do in the bush, but what I will say is there's as much to do in the bush as there is on the beach. If you're not into fishing, there might not be that much to do at the beach, really. Yep. Um, you know, you bring in kids, what are you bringing as well? So if you bring in kids, the beach is easy to keep the kids busy and and just get them like completely smashed out with activities. So yep. they just pass out at night. That's great. They will do that in the bush as well. But, um, yeah, there's n- nothing nothing wipes out a kid more than ocean yeah, water. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yep. Um, yep. I guess the other thing, the one, what about, I'm going to ask you first actually, what don't you like? about beach camping uh the wind for one is just what we, we've touched on um give us three things so the wind is one of them the wind is one the i would say pro- <laughs> this is gonna sound pretty bloody pretty bloody weird but um being sandy sandy like not like sandy like you spoke about before where it's like hitting <laughs> the tent and stuff but even just like I don't know. You're obviously going swimming while you're there, and then yeah. just you just going to. I just don't. I just don't like being sandy. Yeah. Often. You know what's really good at that? Baby powder. Yeah. Baby powder and a brush. Powder, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you'll have the. It'll yeah. be soft. Your your skin will be soft, and you'll get all the sand off. There you go. So just a little trick for you. There you go. That, that is that's what's what's a Because I, I like I love the beach and I I love everything about it. But yeah. then there's just like this. I just. I just don't want to go to bed with sand on my feet and stuff like that. And it, then it's just all coarse down the bottom of your like, sleeping bag and stuff like that. Uh, the other thing I would say, um, I don't know. There's not much. Okay. There's not much. That's well, that's pretty, good then. There's, there's only two things you don't like. Yeah. The wind. The wind is the worst one. For the sure. wind. Oh yeah. The, I mean, look, the wind is definitely the worst. Look, I don't really like sand in my swag either, and it's worse when there's kids around because they just. You have to just give up. Less awareness around. Don't worry about talcum powder and the kids are there, man. <laughs> um, I would say sea spray. Oh, right. right. Yeah. And you don't notice it until... Like on you or your car? Just everything. Yeah. You wake up sticky. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I'm going like to sound like the biggest winger here We're as well. We're getting a bit precious, aren't we? Uh, chafing from what? being in the seawater. I have to rinse afterwards. You got the big quaddies, is that one? Mate. <laughs> I've got skinny oh, legs, so I'm all good. <laughs> mate, I, I chafe. I chafe. I I've got it. a mate who's, who's like that too. <laughs> He's never out of skins. Oh, man. <laughs> I always bring uh, talcum powder with me just in case the, the, the chafe starts, you know? Yeah, right. Too much yeah. leg work, mate. Oh, too much, yeah. Speaking. <laughs> leg day was actually uh, two days ago and I'm still sore. <laughs> well, I don't have that issue, but I could, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that would be a real pain in the ass. <laughs> it is, mate. The same thing happens with heat rashes, actually. Um, same thing again, but talcum powder. Just keep yourself nice and clean. It's all good. Things are just lining up for the bush, right. aren't they? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the four-wheel drive podcast driven by Shelter. We're back into it with around the fire pit. The crackle gets going. 
the there time I shut the computer and Jaden takes over as host for a little bit. Throw it in the fire. Just a little bit. A <laughs> little bit, mate. Just a little bit. Not don't do too well or no. I might be out of the chair. Oh, don't think we can get rid of you, Dago. <laughs> Um, right, Dago's holding everything together yeah, here. Oh, I don't know yeah, that, mate, you're the, you're the glue over here, mate. I'm getting found <laughs> out here. You asked me to do the intro, I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we've got Dago then, hey? Very good thing. Don't leave us, mate. It's a good thing we got notes. That's what I reckon. <laughs> um, all right, boys, we got a we got a few questions in today. Um, our first one, and we were talking about this a bit before beforehand, mm-hmm. um, before we even knew what the questions were going to be, but. Uh, this one from Two Cubs Camping. What are your thoughts on the 2024 70 Series Hilux engine and also the uh, the Prados? The Prados have had a change as well, I believe. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a very interesting topic. Now, I have limited information on it uh, because that came out just before I left and I just got back and it's been hectic since I've been back. But what I do know is, yes, the 70 Series is coming out with a 2.5 eight litre uh hilux engine um you know the one that's in the prado as well the current yep. prado the in, 150 with the automatic transmission yes yep. yeah with an automatic transmission um but that's an option you can still get the v8 okay you that's can, massive that they've kept that yeah, yeah yeah so you can still get the v8 and i reason the reason why i i saved that information for a few days was to create a bit of a stir right because Good publicity, bad publicity, doesn't matter. Yep. It gets out there. Yep. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people are excited about the 2.8 litre. Uh, Chris, my um, camera guy, who also does the filming for the TV show, um, he does filming for me every now and then. He's been waiting for this to happen. Right. And it just happened. It just happened. I said to him, there's no way they're ever going to do that. Did he have a feeling it would happen? Uh, yeah, he did actually. Yeah, okay. he, f- he was like, nah. I reckon that's what's going to happen. I was like, no way, they're going to put the 300 engine in it. But turns out he was right. So, Chris, you're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, he's put an order in for a troopie of the 2.8. Right. Um, so, fingers crossed he gets that. It's going to be... It, it'll be interesting to see what the uptake in is it because I think a lot of people would love the, the 70 series uh, option. But I think for a lot of people in the city... The yeah. manual is in- inconvenient because of you know yeah. if you're driving around the city, you just you want the ease of an auto. But if you you've got the best of both worlds now to choose, you either, can choose either. You've got either, and I Which feel like good. it could be a massive game changer. I don't know if it will be or not. I don't know if people will love it or not. But it just yeah. feels like it's got the ability to to be anything. I think fleet companies are going to jump on board and going to get a lot of two point eights because. Yeah. Theoretically speaking, it should be a more fuel-efficient vehicle. Yep. The turning circle's not going to improve. It's still going to be shit house. Yeah, well, it's the same. It's the same car, yeah. effectively, isn't it? Like shell yep. and... Yeah. They still haven't fixed the, the rear axle, so that's still, oh, really? that's still, still narrow. Yeah. Yep. That's, that um, is a bit odd, though, as well. Isn't I know. It? Like, it's very strange. Anyway. Um, but also, so from my understanding, the GXL... Um, will either have one of the two options or maybe both options where the lower model will only have the 2.8 or something. Okay. I think, which will probably be the workmate, I guess, if they're going to... Oh, so the workmate will only have the 2.8, is your I believe so. Not the V8 anymore? Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah, I believe so, that from my understanding. Um, but there's a bit of information out there about it now. Yep. There's, there's a bit more about it, and by the time this gets released, there'll be even more information. The Prado... You have, were, you seen, have you seen the shape? The, the Prado... Well, okay, let's go back to 70 first. The 70 shape, I first saw it when I left. And then when I came back, I looked at it again. I was like, 
It's grown on me a little bit. Is it is the seventies um, shape different? Changing the shape, yeah. They got oh, different can headlights. Can I yeah. Google that, mate? You're allowed yeah. to open up the laptop. I don't want people so to think I'm cheating. Um, so to change the look on the seventy, um, I wasn't too crash hot on it to start with, but it's actually grown on me a bit. It's right. a bit like I've the N seventy Hilux when that first came out. I was like, that is the ugliest car I've ever seen. Two years later, I bought one. I've <laughs> How's I've typed in 2470 series and it's popped up with a heap of different camera lenses? <laughs> oh, yeah, are they camera lenses? You're taking over my job, Duggo. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a straight swap. You're starting up, you're starting up a uh, podcast. Go. Yeah, next episode I'll be in the seat and yeah. Duggo will be behind the camera, <laughs> behind the desk. Oh, okay, I'm with you now. Yeah, But Did 70 series look a bit ugly from the stock anyway, don't they? I mean, I think they look a bit ugly until you put a bit of bar work on it and yeah. some stuff like mm. that. Yeah, I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't mind the stock 70. It kind of looks old school. Um, but, you know, the ones before with the narrower bonnet, they definitely look better when they're stock. And you know yeah. what? I saw one the other day. It looked like it just came off a showroom. It was the old 78 Troopy with the old bonnet. And I was like, that looked like it just came off a, sh- a showroom floor. It's yeah, like someone right. had parked it its whole entire life and then just driven it out yeah right. it looks so mint um in regards to the prado i prado. do know that the american version will have uh, and this is going to be huge in, in america because they haven't had a land cruiser option for yep. ages they've had like the lexus version of the 200 um they had the forerunner which we couldn't get here they got a Tacoma, but then they haven't had a Land Cruiser yep. since the 80 series, right? So this is huge for America, and I reckon they're going to just sell heaps. Of so these. this will be in America, the Prado. Yeah, so they'll be released as a Land Cruiser, right? In, I, actually, in America. I don't mind the shape. Of, I don't mind the look. Yeah, I reckon it looks yeah. good, eh? Like for a modern vehicle, that looks really yeah. good. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers, and if you have a lot of mailing to do. Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. But they're going to have the hybrid version. So it's going to be petrol... I forgot what the engine size is, but it's also going to have electric, which I reckon would actually go really well in Australia. I don't actually know if they're going to do the same thing in Australia, but if yep. they do, I reckon I reckon, if I was going to get a Prado, I would get that Prado over a diesel Prado. Right. Because you can always expand the fuel tank. You can always carry more petrol. Uh, you're not going to have a DPF, so you, you can actually get some nice sound out of yep. it because um, that's important to me. And, and me. <laughs> Um, it's important to a lot of to a lot of people, um, and if, if it's not important to some people who are listening, they just won't understand it. It's just one of those things, yep. right? 
Um, but the electric side of it, I reckon it's pretty cool because yeah. you should be able to get further. It's um, it'd be interesting to see how it all pans out. I reckon. I feel like they're mm. uh, yeah. I feel like they've just upped the ante a little bit there, Toyota with yeah yeah the options that they've brought forward. But that's um, that's pretty cool. I can't wait to see what actually what comes of all this. You could always. Be, I wonder if you bring a generator. I know you bring in more fuel, but if you bring a generator to charge the battery power on the vehicle, if that's possible, would the efficiency of that outweigh driving with petrol? That's an interesting thing I'd like to know. Because if it doesn't, you could charge your car up at camp at night. With a generator. With a generator. I double back there. I was starting to lose you a little bit. <laughs> Let's get to the expert level that I can't keep up with. Um, um, yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But you know what? Some people who camp um, snore so loud, it's like a freaking generator. Yeah. I've so heard that when you're in that situation, just get a bloody Jenny out. Yeah. You're not going to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can put the generator a bit more. far further away from camp, can't you? Yeah. Well, we normally tell people that snore to go further away from camp. <laughs> but yeah. this recent trip I was on, we had to have the awnings out because it was raining and everyone's like right there. So it's like generator there, generator there. I feel like getting an extension cord and plugging into the swag to see if I could charge the car up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mate, but if you're snoring, it, it's just unlucky. That's just, you're out in the rain. Yeah, that's it's my awning. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's how I should have thought. Yeah, I should have just packed the awning up. Yeah, it's just pack it up, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't snore. <laughs> don't snore. Yeah. Um, all right, we're happy with that one, boys. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be yeah. more to come. I'd say. Yeah. 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 I do have a funny story here. If you want to hear it around the fire. I love to, mate. I'm just not going to mention a name, though. Okay, this didn't happen on this trip I just went on because otherwise people would know who I'm talking about. Although it may have been someone on... (laughs) (laughs) Just say the name at this point, mate. (laughs) So, at night, when you're in a rooftop tent, you need to go to the toilet. Often it's too cold outside, you don't want to climb down. So, sometimes people open the side flap and, you know, you can kind of guess what's going to happen there. Except for one particular time this person forgot what side he was on and in the next morning when he closed his awning when he shut it he got covered (laughs) face to shoulder in some uh liquid that looked like barocca in his own (laughs) wow gee whiz that's a mistake he was not making yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) that's funny though yeah yeah that's That's what makes camping fun stories like that that just oh mate yeah i've got another cracker we'll save that for another time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can't wait to hear that one next episode. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Nicholas D'Angelo uh, asks, if you're restricted to purely touring, no crazy four-wheel driving, uh, what shopping trolley would you prefer, a Pajero or a Prado? Prado. Yeah, I don't have much experience with either, but if Ronnie said Prado, I'm going to say that's the answer. <laughs> what what kind of Prado? What year? What model? What are we going? Oh. Yeah, you can't really go past the 150, oh. I mean, the 150 is good. Are they the older, like the... That's the one that's now. Oh, the now one. Yeah, okay. the, the yeah. now one. I'd probably just go that, but if that new one was available, I'd, I'd go that. Your One of your camera guys or something has a Prado, doesn't he? Yeah, that's that's uh, Chris, who uh, has put in for the Troopy. Ah, oh, yeah. the 2.8 um, litre one. Yeah, he's so happy with how that Prado is set up. Like, it just works for him. He removed the rooftop tent because he needed more space on top because he's... the trips he started doing were you know more frequent and further so you'd think you want to keep the rooftop tent but in his case he needed more space for water and stuff because you are a bit limited on a prado where you can put stuff when 
you got a car full of camera gear and that's the problem for people who go out and film stuff uh for example the trip i just came back from my back seats were full of camera gear yeah one of the boxes on the roof had lighting gear in it so we could light up yeah, the, right. you know so yeah that's why he's going for the troopy yeah but yeah there's some cool Prados out there too. I just love the look of yeah. some mm. of those Prados that people have done up. Harry Harry yeah. Fisher's and yeah, yeah, um, he's he's done a cool Sarah and Keelan from Sarah and Keelan Travels. They're in a two hundred now, but their Prado beforehand was a one one fifty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, was, that was nice. Yeah, yeah, that was the uh, one fifty with the three liter. Right before they did the yeah yeah okay. Um, and there's a couple of guys in the tagalongs. Uh, funnily enough, his name was Chris as well. Wicked Prado again. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Mitsubishi. If, you know the the guy with the triton a couple of weeks ago he sort of he wasn't yeah. happy that we might have yeah. neglected the tritons a bit and the pajeros now we've probably yeah. just put aside but keep well, sending in our keep sending in your cool tritons and pajeros so yeah um we're we, love, we love all cars here. we're open we're not them. just toyota yeah. or no, toyota even, people lada nevas are even welcome yeah or what? corollas with rooftops <laughs> corollas with awnings yeah, yeah. Okay, i found it i found a wicked i didn't find it i just drove past it but it, um i was thinking about going to knock on the door of this house and just be like can I have a little walk around this thing again it was like of the Corolla spec I don't even know what it was but it was this little red rocket that looked that awesome um, I might just red as well. I might do a couple of laps back past it I know Actually, it is yeah. so. my mate sent me um, a, a good video um, and I'll, I'll get it up afterwards and maybe I'll put it up on socials but it is it's, I, I can't even explain what it is. It's yeah. like it's like a Falcon that's a that's been turned into a four wheel drive, lifted like six inches off. Oh yeah. wow, it's mad. Nice. I'll, what, um, maybe I'll put it Falcon up on socials. I'm not sure. I had a quick look. Honestly, don't know why I brought it up right now, but yeah. I had a quick look and um, yeah, it it, it looked pretty nuts. Not not 100 percent sure. Yeah, but we could. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll throw it up on socials yeah. afterwards and we can get some get some uh, dialogue going. Yep. But like yeah, it. that's interesting. Like it. Anyway, speaking of um, cars that we've missed out on, Ned Osborne comes in with, uh, whenever you boys list four-wheel drives or utes, you never mention Amarox. I've mainly used mine on beaches and dunes, but it's been pretty pretty reliable for me. Where's the love for Amarox? Yeah, I like it. I like how people are calling us out on this yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, Because we probably have been a little bit Toyota yeah. Ford biased. So De- yeah, definitely. I like that we're going down this path. Ooh, I, hang I, on, sorry. Fire's stopped. Oh, Yep. Ah, there, we there we go. No, no, uh, there we thank go. you for that. Um, um, rock. I, don't, I just don't have a lot of experience with them. I, you know, I, yeah. obviously at the novice stage. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they got a bad name when there was the emissions thing. Yeah, okay. And I think that's where people sort of trash talked them a bit. Yep. Um, there's that Pat Callanan. He built a, a oh, yeah. bloody big one. He had the 35s yep. on it or something. That was, pretty, that was good. That was pretty, that looked pretty cool. I featured one on Modified. Now, that was really cool. Um, had like the whole canopy set up. Yep. Like door on the sides and a door on the back uh, with a rooftop tent. That thing was loaded to the max. That was cool. Uh, I got nothing against Amarox. I reckon they're, yeah. Were they one of the first like of the modern day sort of utes to go to the V6? Like that Was that a bit of their Yeah, because they're V6, aren't they? Yeah. 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 And the new ones look really good too. I like, the, I like the look of the new ones that they brought out. I haven't seen the new ones. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll pull one up. I'll, they're actually, they look quite nice. Um, what engine are they gone with now, do you know? I think it's still a V6, but I only know that from looking at the badge on the side. I don't know yeah. if that's actually... I don't know what options they've got there. To um, be honest, there's, there's no real modern dual cab that I, that I dislike, apart from like maybe a Sayong or something, mm. or, or Mahindra, which is labelled as the, uh, the, the cousin of the 70 series. <laughs> cousin of the, the Mahindra? <laughs> they, mate, they look, very, they look kind of similar. 
a lot of people just say that oh it is a new 70 series even i say when i drive past one hey i just saw the new 70 series <laughs> uh this is it here the new oh, new amarok yeah it's kind of yeah it looks quite nice it's pretty slick um they all starting to look very similar they though. are a little bit it looks a little looks bit very like the similar new ranger, to the but, yeah the new um, ranger yeah i'm just trying to scan read this but it's oh uh, yeah three liter v6 diesel yeah still yep. three liter yeah, yeah a okay. hefty 600 newton meters of torque is on offer how many newton meters 600 wow okay so when you compare that to like a v8 turbo diesel like what's in the 200 and a 70 those engines are pushing out more power yeah um and a lot of people wonder why but i think it's because a lot of these engines from toyota they're very underpowered you can ask a lot more out of them yep but you have to physically go and tune it yourself to get that so in a lot of sense if you don't want to spend money on refining a vehicle which you have to with a 70 series because they're very robust but very crude yep you're better off getting something like that yeah yep um you know it's got the power it's got all the stuff and the warranty will probably outlast of how long you want to keep the vehicle for. Yep. I think that's kind of important. Isn't Mitsubishi doing like a, a 10 year warranty? Don't Something know, like that. That'd be, that'd one be of those, huge. Yeah, one of us doing I'll have a, I'll have a It's crazy. 10 years. Are you going to try and find that, Jaden? Uh, it it kind of, you'd be almost nuts if you're weighing that vehicle up with another one. You'd be better off going with the 10-year warranty. Yeah. Unless you're going to mod it, you know. I know a lot of people that are just backing that in now that don't mind too much what they're driving. Not so much in the, you know, they're not into four-wheel driving and stuff like that. But yeah. just speaking about purchasing new cars, they're, they're chasing the warranty over anything. Yeah, definitely. Just, yeah, so much security in that. If it's a 10-year warranty, it's like, well, Yeah, it looks like that's true. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's full on. 10 years. Yeah, diamond advantage, 10-year car warranty. I think the standard is five but you can upgrade yeah. to 10 Wow, according to the website. But if you're looking Good to offer. find a Mitsubishi, maybe have a bit more research into that. Yeah. As a business? 10 years. Yeah. If I was a business advisor, I'd be saying, Mitsubishi, what the... are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Mitsubishi's lawyer. He would have said, hey, 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 scale it back. Five years, guys. Five. Maybe there's um, maybe there's Warren in that though. Like we've, we've, we've neglected Mitsubishi a little bit and the Triton, but maybe they're, they're backing themselves in. Yeah, well, so maybe they, 10 years. Maybe they know something we don't. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's go. a lot of things that we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably, right. You're probably um, right. Anyway, that is all the questions I've got got here, boys. So we'll, we'll wrap this Beautiful. one up. Yeah, sounds good. Beach to bush. That's uh, that's about it, mate. Was there a, was there a clear winner in the end? I feel like Bush edged a little bit. I got to yeah. I think Bush kind of edged a little bit, but Beach. Oh, I'm calling it a tie, boys. Oh, it's still undecided. Maybe write into us. Up um, to the listener. Write into us on the Four Wheel Drive podcast on Instagram. Um, we'd love to hear. And then leave a little note where you're from so that we can sort of, we can just collate the data a little bit there and we'll get back to you that one. Vote one, Beach. Vote two, Bush. <laughs> love it. All right. Beach versus Bush. What's best? We didn't really decide, so hopefully you can for us. But uh, Southern River Band with Let It Ride will see us out. The Four Wheel Drive podcast on Instagram. Please get across us. We'd love to hear from you and all our episodes over on Backchat on YouTube. Cheers, guys. See you at the beach for the bush.